from the Schmoes No Network Studios in Los Angeles, California, it's time for Meet the Movie Press. And now, here's your host, the editor-in-chief of SchmoesNo.com, Mark Riley, and from the rap, Jeff Snyder. All right, hello, Schmoville. Welcome to Meet the Movie Press. And I am Mark Riley, editor-in-chief of Schmoes No, and look who's back. It's me, Jeff Snyder, film reporter for TheRap.com. How the hell are you, sir? Uh, I'm good. You are. I'm, I'm tired. I know I'm you good. are. And that's what we're going to go right into. Guys, we have a great show, but I want to start it off Schmoville. We have a fan page on Facebook called Meet the Movie Press on the Schmoes No Network. I would love it if you guys went and liked that page. And I wanted to ask something of you guys. I want you guys to get more active on there. And, and that, that goes for me, too. I want to get more active. I want to hear from you guys. I want you guys to drop in some comments, ask some questions, drop in some of your thoughts of like who we should have on the show. Maybe we can get them. Some topics you want to hear us discuss, like all that stuff. It's all there on Meet the Movie Press on the Schmozone Network Facebook page. I need to also get more involved. And guys, feel free. Email me, jeff at therap.com. Hit yeah. me up on Twitter, at the TheInsnyder. Uh, we are taking requests. Whatever it's, it's This show is for you guys. Whatever it, you want to talk about, who you want to talk to, let us know. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is we want to get more interactive with the fans. That's what we're talking about here because we are – we're, we're climbing those ratings and then, you know, but we, we want more. We, we're greedy here at Meet the Movie Press. We want to beat all those other shows, not just on the Schmoes No Network. Right. We want to beat all the shows in the universe. Help make my mother proud of me, please. please. Yeah, please. Jeff Snyder would really appreciate that. So without further ado, guys, this is a great show. Uh, we are going to have in about 10 minutes Kofi Outlaw. Fantastic name. Oh, yeah. Uh, Editor-in-chief of ScreenRant.com, which is one of my absolute favorite sites. They cover it all. They have in-depth articles. And we're going to get into discussing all that good stuff because I know you guys out there in Schmoville, you've been kind of uh, tweeting me and dropping stuff on Facebook saying, oh, my God, ScreenRant, that's one of my favorite sites. So I'm, I'm so glad to have them on. But I want to get right to something, and I want to talk about TIFF. That's the Toronto International Film Festival. <laughs> yes, for the layman's out there, it's not Tiffany Smith. Uh, it's uh, it's actually a we can actually talk about Tiffany Smith if you want. <laughs> yeah, we could talk about Tiff. Um, <laughs> but the Toronto International Film Festival is, I think, second to Sundance as far as uh, what being. We're not huge. here to rank things. Okay. I mean, no, but I, I mean, t it's you, huge. you would say can can is, is the biggest in terms of international prestige. Got it. Got Sundance it. is is the nearest and dearest to my own heart, and then right. there's Toronto, which uh, functions as like a film festival and a market of sorts. Yeah, and so uh, we we were talking briefly. You know, tell us your experience, Jeff. There, you covered it. And I saw all these pictures. I saw a picture of a selfie, and Bill Murray was in the background. And sure, we met Saint Vincent himself, uh, <laughs> Peter Venkman. That's right. Um, yeah, no, it was a it was a good week. It was a long week. Um, it was my second time covering Toronto. Uh, I was up there for the rap this time, and it yeah. was nice going for the rap before I had been with Variety. And mm -hmm. at Variety, you have the additional pressure of print dailies, so you need to basically put a whole mini newspaper together you and you know one or two other people um yeah. and have it out by you know have everything filed by five o'clock and so that it's out in the morning essentially wow. so that's cr so that's crazy work when you're up there you know covering the right film e either way um yeah it was it was tough um so how's it different when you're doing it for the rap uh i mean you know i 
I went up there to try and break some of the acquisition news. I, we, we did not have very good luck this year. Yeah. Um, it seemed like there was an, a bit of an agenda amongst uh, the buyers and sellers. An agenda? You mean like they're giving potential information to other outlets? I think that there's one outlet in particular I know um, who you're talking about. That, uh, that tended to get a lot of the news this week. Mm-hmm. And for, I saw that. For whatever reason. And that's fine because it allowed me to kind of focus on, you know, what our strengths are. Yeah. Um, so we did a lot of video interviews up there at the wrap. I thought it went great. I did. I watched a lot of them. Uh, and you were great, dude. Yeah, there were there were some cool ones. We got to I, I, I got to interview Chris Evans, Captain America. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, and you know, one of the things that we connected on was I remember being in high school uh, when he got cast in not another teen movie. Mm. Um, and he was a local boy. He's from Sudbury, and I was from Needham. Nice. I'd play, you know, their their volleyball team in high in high school or whatever. Uh, so I remember hearing about Chris Evans getting that big break, and now sure. look at him now. You know, know, he's directing a movie. So did he bring his? I heard he sold his directorial debut. Is yes. that correct? Yes. Uh, you know it, what? I think that happened yesterday when I was out. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Let me. I, yeah, I heard that yesterday too. I mean, that's and that's the thing about TIFF guys is that they. I mean, it really is more. More about you know I did hear a lot about the judge screening there because uh, well that was opening night so it has everyone's attention you exactly. know before you even start talking about the other movies exactly and, and a friend of the show David Gambino is a producer on that he's the president of uh, Down Team you know, Downey, Team yeah. Downey and that so. was their first movie really their yep. first big movie yeah so I saw a lot of that but then as the news kind of started filtering out uh, guys it was like. It was all about acquisitions. What are these movies, uh, you know, what they are, who's starring them, and who's buying them. Right. And that's, that's and acqu- interesting. Listen, acquisitions are important. Don't get me wrong. I would love to go to a film festival, whether it's Sundance or Toronto, wherever, one year, and just go and enjoy the festival and not right. have to focus on work and who's buying these films and, and just enjoy kind of the purity of the festival. Yeah. Um, Toronto is, is a bit of a beast because there's just so many movies. Mm-hmm. I mean, I saw... You know, a lot of movies, and then I come back and I think of all the ones that I didn't see. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, the, a film festival is really about making decisions, folks. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, how are you going to spend your time? Because that is, you know, you have precious time available to you. Right. So you make decisions like, do I see men, women, and children or while we're young? Right. Jason Reitman, Noah Baumbach. Two, you know, oh, really good filmmakers. That's like a Sophie's choice for right. me as and a film with, lover. With really good ensembles. So yeah. you're kind of caught between a rock and a hard place. And no matter how you choose, you're, you'll, you know, end up choosing wrong. Yeah. 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 Uh, and, and so how do you choose? Is it like, does, does your boss basically say you're going to go see this? Or are you just kind of like, I'm there. I'm going to go do what I can. Yeah. I mean, with it, the time it's general. I, I don't really see a movie. At a, I'm not going to waste time in a film festival seeing a movie that I don't want to see. Right. Right. Um, unless I have to see it, you know, to prep for an interview or something like that. Sure. I definitely veer towards the acquisition titles just okay. because, you know, you want to be seen as a reporter. I mean, this is the advice I can give you. You want to be seen in that room. You want to show that you care about who buys this movie and show and you, know, you don't want to leave early. Mm-hmm. Um so, you know, it's it's things like that. Yeah. It's 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 a, a film festival that I have always wanted to go to but have never gone and it just seems like one of those it's very prestigious and it's become one of the 
the big ones. I mean, I remember years ago where it, it, it just didn't register for me, and I was always well following. But you Tor- know. Toronto kind of signals along with Telluride and Venice. It's they're all three are back to back, which is just crazy and makes no sense. Right, and they're all sh- showing the same movies and they're competing for the same movies. It does signal the sort of start of award season. Yeah. Uh, so unfortunately, that that means that every movie that screens at Toronto is then filtered through the lens of is this an awards contender? No, dismissed. What's next? <laughs> What's the next potential Oscar contender? And so there's, you know, a good movie like The Imitation Game right, uh, right. up there with Mr. Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. That was a good movie. I'd recommend it. Fascinating story about Alan Turing. Yeah. Uh, Oscar contender? I mean, everyone thought so. Every got a standing O. I was sitting there being like, what? So was that like the pre-buzz that was going into it? Where it's it, like, it, oh, yeah. It's, a lot of Oscar. it is. Yeah. A lot of it is the pre-buzz. And so people almost, they go into these movies with their minds made up. Right. Um, and that's unfair. I think, I mean, I think we all do it. I mean, it, it sure. happens even with the big blockbusters. You see the trailer and you go, I'm, I'm judging it now. I already right. know. They're doing it even with these Star Wars leaked photos. I'm judging it now. And honestly, that is on us, the media, the movie press. Absolutely. So my favorite movie at TIFF um, was uh, it was Nightcrawler, the Jake Gyllenhaal Hall movie. And I was talking about it with uh, one of the awards gurus. Um, mm-hmm. And he was just like, uh, yeah, you know, it was good. It's just it's not really an awards movie. And it's like... Why? Why is it not an awards movie? Because, you know, like, why can't we make this the sort of movie that is an awards movie? Yeah, it's all like, subjective, too. I mean, it's like, why, why, if you like it and say, God, this should be an Oscar contender, and somebody, uh, a colleague says, not really, and then it's that debate, and then. Right. Can't it just be about quality, about the performance? I mean, Jake Gyllenhaal in this movie is fantastic. Yep. It is. That's all I the mean, buzz. It, it, it is reminiscent of Taxi Driver. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it is a fan, an amazing L.A. movie, like probably the best L.A. movie since Collateral. Oh, wow. Um, I can't wait. It's shot beautifully. Renee Russo's excellent. She, I think she stands the best chance of getting a nomination. So, Renee Russo, fingers all crossed right. for, this mo- for this little movie that Dan Gilroy went as his first movie. Yeah. He went off and made in... Yeah. Well, you know, it's so funny because when we cover it on SchmoesNo.com, you know, people are going crazy over it. I mean, they saw the first trailer and they were just all up at arms like, this is amazing. You know, I, it, it really gets a lot of hits. So I'm happy to see a, a blog like SchmoesNo.com, a, a geek-centric website, gravitate towards what looks to be a fantastic movie. Well done, well shot, well acted, well written, all that. So now, that's did, great. Did you see The Equalizer? I did not see The Equalizer. Oh, okay. No. I, know, I know that they had shown it to some press out. Yeah, there. no, I, I do okay. want to see it. I do want to see um, it. I'm thinking what else our audience might care about. I mean, uh, yeah, I'll, I mean, I'll say I'll say that Big Game was really good. That was the first Midnight movie. It's Sam Jackson as the president. And, uh, you know, he sort of crash lands into the middle of the uh, a forest in Finland the same night that some 13-year-old Finnish boy is kind of spending the night in the forest trying to hunt something, like a, as a rite of passage. Wow. And so the terrorists come after the president, and it's up to this 13-year-old kid to protect the president. Oh, I love that. Um, that was a lot of fun. That sold. And, uh, and the last one I would say that, that Schmoville would care about would be Kevin Smith's Tusk. Tusk, how was that? Absolutely wild. Yeah? When you see Justin Long in this movie, in that, in the costume, I mean, it's going to blow some minds. Oh, wow. Just give it a shot. I know it sounds out there, folks. It I does. I know it, it has a little air of uh, human centipede to it. Yeah. I yeah. had a great time with it, and I won't spoil the big, uh, the big... 
you know cameo saying cameo yeah no there's there's a, a major major movie star who you know stars in the last third of the film wow i think you'll be able to find his name out there online if you search it but it, it's best to just go in cold and be surprised i i, I could call it I bet, but I'm not going to. Okay. I'm going to let people enjoy their movie-going experience. So, yeah. I mean, you know, Tiff was good. I, yeah. I, I, I Bill yeah. Murray remembered me. That's right. So. so, success, you're saying. Bill Murray, Dr. Venkman. That's right, boys. It's Dr. Venkman. Right. He remembered you. Exactly. His his movie was great, by the way, as well. St. Vincent. Yeah. I'm, I'm really looking forward to St. Vincent. And, uh, and, and and I think it's just amazing that you're up there and, and you know, you're doing your interviews. I watched your videos your, in, in your Chris Evans interview. And yeah, you if just you ever like, ch- get the chance to go, you should. Oh, absolutely. I want to go. But, uh, you know, guys, so I wanted to kind of get Jeff's uh, opinion and, and experience on, on TIFF because it's, a like I said, a huge huge international uh film festival and acquisitions and that's that was some of the major news but we're going to switch gears now all right because we have calling in via skype uh a great guy that i got to meet at at comic-con and we got to talk a little bit at the sin city uh party whatever it was and we and he was they were he was just so nice and then uh christian the other day was doing amc movie talk and he got to meet another guy from uh and i'm talking about screenrant.com uh, we have on the line now Kofi Outlaw, editor in chief of Screen Rant. Kofi, are you there? JT, is he there? Hello, anyone? <laughs> All right, uh, we're just going to throw up some Jeopardy music and just Technical wait. Technical difficulties. Technical dif- difficulties. Okay, I'll just sing the praises more for Screen Rant. Uh, they're really good. They've got like fifty-seven thousand followers on Twitter, which yeah. is impressive they're, to me. They're huge. They're 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 one of the biggest sites that I go to. Do they have a uh, bigger a big British audience? Is that I don't know. I is it? Well, where's the site based? Do you know? It's based. At, These I, are all questions for. I'm I'm blowing up his interview. I know. Yeah. It's. <laughs> uh, do we have him yet, JT? <clears throat> nope. Not yet. He's on. It's. We're not hearing anything, so Kofi could probably hear us talking, yet we can't hear him. Our magician JT is going to work on it. Yeah, so... Uh, in the meantime... In the meantime, uh, yeah, I go to Screen Rant a lot um, when usually maybe it's a slow news day for us, uh, meaning breaking some stories or whatnot or doing special articles. Uh, Screen Rant's great because they really... They 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 post a story... And they they not only give you the juice, uh, the, 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 the main story there, but they really break it down on how it got there. Like they bring up other links that they've uh, done, other pieces that they've uh, produced and written. And it's just it's an all encompassing story. It's like you can actually sit there and read for like hours and get all the backstory, like like from, you know, step one to, to like step five, you know, on how it got there. Do we have them? We're getting the thumbs up. Kofi, are you there? I am here. Hey, right. there he is. And I, am I saying your name right? Absolutely. Oh, good. Because I love your name, Kofi Outlaw. That's uh, that's awesome. But I, I I believe I met you as something different at Comic Con. What's your is that is that just your handle or are you just uh, is that no, your? No, I mean sometimes I don't know if <laughs> it depends where I am. Sometimes like uh, I have my middle name Brooks, which uh, is sometimes for like people if we don't have time to go over the whole what's your name thing. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. <laughs> Like well, that's else. yeah. Well, that's great, man. It's so great to have you on. Yes, uh, welcome. You are editor in chief of ScreenRant.com. I was just singing ScreenRant's uh, praises. Like I said, Schmoville, uh, the, you know, when I posted on Facebook uh, our Facebook page and uh, tweeted you out, 
uh, people were just going crazy, going, that's one of my favorite websites. So I got to hand it to you, you and the team of ScreenRant.com because I've been visiting your site for years and years and years. I know you guys started in 2003, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, there was a early... Well, there was an early incarnation of it from about 2003 to 2008. I think the okay. version that we're working under now kind of started in 2008 um, when I came on and Rob came on. And right. yeah, we all kind of just started to form a, a little different crew. But Vic, yeah, he had been at it since 2003. That's cool. So how did you get involved and how did you rise to the the prestigious editor-in-chief that uh, is a title I, I share with you? <laughs> um, well, I mean, I started out, well, I mean, it's kind of a long story, but I'll make the short of it for you. Sure. Um, my best friend helped start joystick.com. Okay. Uh, he was part of that team. A lot of those guys went to polygon.com now. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, he helped start that. And so I was in graduate school in New York and uh, for writing and he trying of course like most writing grad students who I was broke and mm -hmm. trying to figure out something to do to earn some money and he was like look you know I've done this with video games and I know how much you love movies and TV why don't you just jump in and so yeah. I started working for a site called Critics Rant which was run by uh, somebody I don't know if you know Kevin Kelly He's Kevin Kelly, guy. no, not familiar. Yeah, that sounds a, familiar. I think I know Kevin Kelly. Yeah, okay. he's a freelance guy. He does. Uh, he's worked for a million sites and been on a million places, but he was kind of editor-in-chief of that site, and we worked on that for about a year and kind of built that up. Yeah. Unfortunately, that was 2007, so around 2008, it all fell apart. And yeah. So, yeah, the economy, you mean? Yeah, yeah, the economy <laughs> crashed, our yeah. site got dumped, and yeah. it all fell apart. And so yeah, it's... So was that like uh, you, you were working on that and it was like the funding because of the economy kind of got dumped? Yeah, so everybody kind of pulled out from under us as they were just, ironically, as they were just beginning to give it to us. They were like, ooh, you guys have done a good job. We're going to give you some money. And they they give like, you a little taste and then pull it back. Yeah, right. And that, that's something yeah. interesting that, uh, you know, maybe let's start there. Like, so with Screen Rant, uh, is it, you know, it, it's obviously funded. It's It, it, it was started. It's, it's a clean, uh, crisp a wonderful looking website I mean it's just it's like easy to navigate it looks like you have uh, about 50 people working for screen ramp because there's stories all the time uh, the the research done there is, is just fantastic because like I was telling Jeff and the, and the audience before he got on was like you know when you post a story you're not just giving us you know oh uh, Ben Affleck is Batman you're like you know giving us the breadcrumbs on how it got there you know yeah and I, I really appreciate that, and I love that. So, so tell me, how? What's the process like for you and your team posting one of these stories because they're so in depth? Um, I'm proud to say that I think our team. I don't know. I always have this argument, but like in journalism, I don't know if anybody. Not to take away from anybody, but like I could put any one of our team out there and put them in the running with like most major news outlets because they have. I mean, our process is they came, they claim a story. Mm -hmm. um, we're not funded, by the way. We are independently owned. I mean, it's Vic is. That's oh it. right. Okay. So yeah. Um, but yeah. So they get forty-five minutes. They take a story forty-five minutes to an hour because it's time-based. They have to knock out the writing, mm -hmm. put in all the pictures, mm -hmm. come up with all the analysis, mm -hmm. and put it all together. And that's what we kind of just the expectation we hold over them. And it's just this is what we expect each of our members to do. It's kind of like that scene in the social network where they're trying people out for Facebook right. and they give them a bunch of shots and they're like, you better program this. <laughs> I love that. like 20 minutes. Yeah, that's kind of what we do to people. So do you guys just throw your writers in a room, get them drunk, and then uh, you know whoever's left standing, they get the Batman v Superman story? <laughs> we don't even need alcohol. We're just like, here are these three stories we want you to cover in the next hour or so. Like, let's see how you do. That's and great. Like, uh, but yeah, so yeah, each of our people, I mean, we just get people who are good at analysis and, and 
know this stuff back and forth and yeah and kind of build each time they have to write a story it's like adding another rung to a ladder you gotta you gotta go up the steps before and then right it's a never-ending ladder yeah yeah (laughs) and that's what i notice i mean you guys you know you have a lot of hyperlinks in your story where you could like go back and and read how it informed the, the the current story and and you go even further back you know you have another link and, yeah. and that to it's me is a string theory. If you followed all these things, you would get back to the original Screen Rant story eventually. Yeah, and I and 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 I've done that. You know, I just <laughs> I've just been like before I started with uh, Schmoes No, and and even before I I really got into this world, I was uh, I was really just on Screen Rant a lot, and uh, and Jimmy O from uh, Joe Blow was here. I was on Joe Blow a lot, and and uh, it was just really fun to read all the stories that uh, kind of got there. So it's neat. Kofi, I had a question for you. Absolutely. Yes. Um, so, first of all, I'm on your Twitter page, um, and I love the the photo. I, I feel oh, like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Um, the you had you had, you mentioned that uh, that you were supposed to see No Good Deed, right? And the studio kind of pulled the the screening at the last minute. Yeah. Can you talk about that? Is that like a common occurrence? Like, um, this is not a common occurrence. I mean, this was like. I don't usually get very riled up by things because, you know, you deal in this industry, you're always waiting, somebody's late, something gets rescheduled, sure. with all that. So, you know, I'm pretty flexible, but yeah, this was unheard of, and, and it was kind of a really shady, flimsy reason. They sent us all an email, and they were like, so, a couple hours before you've made time to come see this movie, we just want to let you know that it's been canceled. Oh, and that's because there's a twist in the plot that will affect audiences if they know it before they see the movie. And I wow. was like... This isn't Jacob's Ladder, you know? Like, <laughs> it makes sense. Like, what are you talking about? Like, you know, I was like, and I even wrote them back and was like, excuse me, but I don't think I've ever heard of a movie screening being canceled because they want to protect the twist that badly. Right. I was like, this isn't Marvel. This isn't anything where there's like real twists to protect. I was like, this is just crazy. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, everybody knows this business. I think they just thought they were going to have some kind of swell underneath this movie and then maybe they tested it or something and they were like, yeah. Let's just try to get I wish I wish Screen Gems had canceled the press screening for a uh, prom night a few years ago. That, <laughs> yeah. that was a and twist it, I could have done without. And yeah. That was another Idris Elba movie, wasn't it? I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. god, that's funny. He's, that's no, one he'd like to forget. To I appreciate that. But uh... <laughs> so so you were pretty so you were actually pretty upset over that then. I, I take it you know. Well, it kind of knocked my whole schedule loose because I was on the hook to review that movie this week, and so that was my screening. So now. Thursday at midnight or Friday morning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it was. I was like, ah, I have something more important to do. I have the Schmoes No podcast. There you Ooh. go. Like, I love I it. Like, well, yeah. So right now, no good deed. If it fits into today, that's fine. If it gets to happy hour and I'm like, eh, I'm not doing this, then <laughs> they made their bed and I can't help it. You them. know what? I want to see that movie, honestly, because I love those kind of mid-90s throwbacks, those thrillers. Oh, me too. I love a good B thriller, and I love both actors. I love yeah. Taraji P. Henson and Idris Elba. They're both great yeah, actors. Yeah, it'll so be fun watching like, them go head-to-head. Yes, yeah, so yeah. I'm just trying to wonder what that twist could be now. Now you got me thinking. Now I have to. Oh, maybe that was their whole point. They knew that uh, Kofi was coming on Meet the Movie Press and saying that there was going to be a twist, and now we got to go see it. Right. No, I'm not going to go see it. I'm going to go yeah. see. Uh, I don't know. It was especially because uh, it's not like this movie. They were screening it like a week or two before it was released. Yeah. Right. It was like a day. So I don't know. Okay. But good luck to them in their opening weekend numbers. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want that to win over Guardians of the Galaxy, but hey, you know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I think Guardians will probably pull out a, another this movie. Win. Just keeps.
keeps on going. I know. And you know what else? I, I have to say, because I, I, I called it. It was on my sleep, sleeper list back mm-hmm. in January. Let's Be Cops is still like in the top three or four. Yeah. Um, you, really? It's up to oh, like man. 70 million. It's 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 quintupled oh, its budget because it was made pretty cheap. It's like oh, the yeah. cheapest movie Fox is releasing this year other than Fault in Our Stars. So. Yeah. And Kofi, have you uh, seen Let's Be Cops? to that movie. I reviewed it. I, I mean, I wasn't really a fan. I didn't think it was bad. That's it was fine. just kind of a... A generic movie, but I love both guys, and I've supported like you know both these guys through their right. No, I just I think it bodes careers. well for them as as movie stars, Jake Johnson, yeah. and Damon Wayans. Absolutely, absolutely. And I haven't even seen it yet, but I want to see it. I know uh, Harloff and I were going to try to go at one point, but <laughs> we ended up seeing Guardians of the Galaxy you again. You guys got arrested that night, right? <laughs> uh, no, maybe oh. yes. Yes, we did. <laughs> or wait, by, by yeah, it was just by two guys. It was just yeah, right. By by just random guys dressed as cops. It was weird. Um, so Kofi, a question that I've been trying to find on our uh, Facebook page, Meet the Movie Press, uh, on the Schmozo Network. Uh, some some Schmovillians, as we as we call them, uh, had were just again very excited to have you on and Screen Rant the brand and the website on and. A really good question came out that I, I, like I said, I wish I could find it so I could give this guy credit. Um, but because Screen Rant it does what I was referring to earlier is like this: you're you're layering in so much information. Um, as editor in chief, he asks this of me and of you: Do you have to look at everybody's work and kind of make sure it's good, or do you trust your writers and just go go with it and they post it up and 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 that's that? Yeah, how's it work? How's How does that work for you? Work? I trust my writers absolutely, but I also trust that we all are working like eight or nine hour shifts every day right. and doing an incredible amount of writing, which, you know, as we come through writing school and half our editors are from like my writing school, Yeah, you know, you it, it naturally, it, it's just human error. You begin to weaken your, your senses. Yeah, we all make you mistakes. Spot things. So we trust each other, but we also trust each other to cover each other. Right. Um, and so there are some people who self-publish because they're pretty they're pretty reliable most of the major editors but mm-hmm. we also have editorial stuff in place to kind of check over everybody's work and yeah i spent before we got you know before things kind of grew i spent the first couple of years that's like all i did was sit back and just read countless amounts of of the writers writing and improve it and you know as we've gone along we've gotten smarter about who we hire what kind of people but yeah yeah in the beginning when we were just taking things random just random people off the internet yeah kind of postings like yeah it could be it could be a bad day where i was just slogging through people's writing and literally just kind of improving it by percentages and be like, well, this last post is 30% you. Yeah. Like, yeah, <laughs> right. so, yeah. Yeah. But those days have kind of smoothed out. I mean, personnel, we have great people on our team and yeah, so yeah. we can relax a little bit more, but there's still things because formatting pictures, small errors, factual errors, which can kind of be the hardest thing for us because yeah. get into all that information, keeping it all straight and correct can get... Mm-hmm. Yeah, tough. yeah, we've I, I've run into the same problem actually. I had a, a writer uh, that you know that I completely trust, and he 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 can publish anytime he wants. But I do remember then getting a, a random tweet from somebody saying, uh, "Dude, your dates are all off," and I, I can't remember what it was for. It was like release dates, and I went in and I said, "Oh, geez." Sorry, and you know you had to go in and fix it. And... Oh yeah, I've fallen on quite a few swords in my day. I yeah, mean, I've had days where we woke up and you know we've had Michael Bay angry at us, like posting on MichaelBay.com how much we suck and people <laughs> calling my phone at like seven a.m. and like wait, Michael Bay was calling you? Uh, no, he did not call me. Thankfully, he just went to MichaelBay.com and just uh, like kind of lambasted us. It was during Transformers Three. Oh, it was a whole thing. Yeah, um, it was basically about how much three D or not was in the film. We had a guy on the set. 
Mm -hmm. He reported something. He got it from a solid source who later kind of recanted. And and then in the end, so we kind of did a mea culpa because it was Michael Bay and Paramount was everybody was kind of aiming at us. And we kind of backed down from that. Mm -hmm. But I got to say, for the record, lo and behold, years later, it came out through separate articles that, yeah, there was a little bit of a flub on how much actual 3D was in that movie. Mm -hmm. Our guy turned out to be right. Don't you appreciate, though? That guy. Don't yeah. don't you appreciate that Michael Bay did take to his website to do that? Like, oh, at yeah. least you know it's him, and it's not some BSPR statement. Oh yeah, or... no, that made me feel good and terrified all at once. Yeah, I, it was I... kind of the day where I realized I was like, uh oh, <laughs> kind of hit that. Yeah, like, Michael Bay is on to you. I may not like what Michael Bay has to say a lot of the time, but I appreciate the fact that he actually has the balls to say it. I, you know what? I agree with that. You know, I say what you will about his movies, which I've said a lot about Transformers 4, as you know, guys, I've ranted the hell out on that one. Um, but yeah, the guy kind of, you know, he, he, he puts up and he doesn't shut up. You know, he's there to, to kick ass and take names. So, Kofi, let me go into more of the, the website and the... And, and, you know, I know you're privately funded. Um, do you actually run ads and, and, and get ad revenue, you know, to, to help, you know, your staff and, and whatnot? Yeah, I mean, yeah, we are. I mean, I am a for-profit editor. We, we do things yeah. to make ad revenue and to take care of our writers and do all that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and that's what we've been doing um, ever since I've been around. And that's just kind of, you know, how we get our revenue. But uh, we try to do it in a way. I mean, it's, it's another balancing act to try to find a way to run ads, make money, but not completely destroy your user experience. So right. People can go to your site without right. closing yeah. 15 windows oh, and I such. I hate that so I, much. I, I really wanna, hate that. I don't want to call out websites right now, but there's a bunch of people who are probably listening to this who run websites where it's just like, yeah, you, you, like you, you hit with a GMC yeah, truck every five seconds. There are a couple of things seconds. I'm thinking about too, but you I, know, mean, I don't slander anybody else for what they got to do. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, of course. Um, Me too. It's a tough thing to figure out, but those are all kind of like internal meetings we always have about where we are with the advertising compared, you know, us, me creatively yelling at Vic, him yelling at me, like yeah. trying to find the balance. We do a lot of just kind of, we're also different. We try to just get it all and find the middle ground. But yeah, yeah. Cause there's been times like we'll have, you know, you have your shady advertisers where you're like, here's what we agree to. And then they're like every five seconds pop up. Like, you yeah. know, like, well, that's not what we agree to. Or yeah, I think the new thing is uh, those automatic sound ads, which are like the most annoying yeah. thing in the world. Oh yeah. You're, you're like looking around to see if the TV's on and yeah, you're exactly. like, what is going it's on here? Cause just random sounds yeah start well, from your computer and and that's what i wanted to ask you because that's kind of what i'm doing i'm kind of leading the charge on schmozno.com with the advertisers so i guess as editor-in-chief you know i'm doing less lately of writing and posting articles and covering and kind of letting my my team do it um and and spending more time with advertisers and putting things in place are you the same are you are handling a lot of the business side of the the behind the scenes on these websites because i think that's schmova what you guys don't know to get these websites successful it really is important to pull in some advertisers and kofi even brought it up you don't want to turn them off with these things you don't want to put and i've had conversations with advertisers where no i don't want to put a big huge splash page that takes over the entire website and you know it sits there for 15 seconds before you can actually get there because i feel like people go nah i can find it somewhere else yeah, so I mean, yeah, yeah. So are you are you the behind the scenes doing that as well, Kofi? Um, no, um, we kind of delegate. We in the recent years we kind of were, it was kind of messy, but in the last couple of years we kind of smoothed everything out yeah. to kind of clear lanes of jobs. So mm-hmm. like now one guy does HR, one guy does PR, and uh, you have HR kind of, at Screen Rant. 
Yeah. yeah. Holy Ben does our shit. HR oh because he's a very personal person where some of us are a little bit harder on people. So yeah. Yeah, he's good. He goes and handles anybody requesting. Because, you know, you get all those notes every day. People start to become, and they're like, you know, they want to make queries about stuff or opportunities and things like that. Sure. And just keeping track of if everybody's happy. Because yeah. you do get to have a bigger staff. I think we're in like maybe 25 right now, probably 15 regular everyday wow. people. And like just keeping track of all those people and how they're doing, if they're happy, all that stuff. Like, yeah, you got to split that off. It's yeah. Another person. So yeah. he does that. Um, yeah, we got a TV guy. And then Vic actually with us kind of coming up and taking on more responsibilities, Vic has kind of been able to step back and mm-hmm. focus almost exclusively, which is what we want, you know, yeah. from our owners to be able to kind of focus on advertising and doing all that and negotiating that world. And right. he has background in SEO and that kind of stuff. So he knows all those RPMs and stuff like that. Yeah. And he kind of, and it was a good, I mean, that's kind of how we formed in the beginning because he would take care of all that. And that was kind of the deal I made with him. I was like, look, I see your site. It's great. Like, but I think, you know, with my writing background and some of the background I have, I can help you transform this. And he was like, ah, kid, you have big dreams. And I was like, <laughs> get out of oh. here. You, yeah, I was like, listen, if you take care of the business side, I'll take care of the creative side. And we'll see what we do. And then he was just kind of skeptical. But after a while it became, I guess it, when it started to work out, he was like, oh, okay. So that's how we separated it. And it was kind of, so I didn't have to worry about business stuff. Cause I'm a creative, I mean, I'm a creative guy. I went to school twice for writing. Yeah. fiction stories all that stuff that's that's me yeah and it but um as you get older and you know as you get old you know more into this yes more business things i've had to kind of add a little bit of that but yeah i still don't deal directly with anything like the advertisers i would always just pass them the vic yeah it, it, it's you know, it's tough to kind of navigate those waters and i think it's very interesting for schmoville for you guys to to understand with these these websites these big websites it really is a all-encompassing thing not only just creative uh, but and copy editing and make sure it's you know factual and then you know uh, making sure the business is run. Then you have the tech side. Then you have the behind the scenes and the the marketing and it's it's a lot to do. And so it sounds like I mean and it, it's obvious with ScreenRant.com you can see it moving very well. It's it's people yeah. are on Schmoville are like oh my god ScreenRant they love you guys and we source you guys all the time. You know, I know. We see. That's. I mean, it's amazing. You guys have a great community. Yeah. We we love your podcast. Like, thank you. It's all. Yeah, we got. I mean, I I remember it wasn't even that long ago. It came up because you know we always have these panic moments in the beginning. Right. Before we find out people are cool, we're like, "What is this site we keep seeing? Why is the site (laughs) jumping up? Yeah. You know, like who is this site? Well, we keep sourcing recently, and then we kind of checked in. We're like, "Oh, you guys are really cool. We like what you do." Rose is a good traffic refer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we, we, we cover everything. I cover Jeff's work all the time. I cover your work all the time. I co- you know, I, I, I think it's important. I always like to give credit where credit's due. And, uh, you know, it's, it's sometimes, you know, you get like maybe an exclusive and somebody else, you know, quotes another website maybe. I've seen that happen a couple times. And we've, Jeff and I, we've talked about this a lot, the word exclusive, which kind of brings me to my next point, Kofi. Like, do you guys drop exclusives? Because I, I mean, and correct me if I'm wrong, I see more reporting than I do, here's an exclusive like Latina Review does every day. You know, they're like, here, we got another exclusive, we got another exclusive, another exclusive. And you guys, uh, you know, do, do you have your toe dipped in that water? Do you have sources and all that kind of stuff? We do, but it's kind of, it's weird. Like, we have sources, but, like, our sources are such that if we do know something, it's usually something we can't share. Okay. Or even something we wouldn't share because we don't want to ruin fan experience. I mean, we are conscious of that. Yeah. 
So we'll sit down and say, we know this Y and Z, like we can know Marvel stuff going ahead like three years. Yeah. But we, we won't say anything because we want everybody to get there and take the journey. And so we might just do our reporting with that in mind that we know. Okay. But to still make it fun for the fans because, I mean, that's the hardest thing for us these days is to remember where, where we are compared to where the general public is. Yeah. Well, and um, so, no, I mean, we don't chase exclusives. Sometimes we have them fall in our lap. Uh-huh. Like I did an interview with the Ninja Turtles directors, and they were talking just briefly. We weren't even focused on that about like the sequels and Dimension X and Krang and all that stuff. And I just basically asked them, would you do that? And they were like, yeah. So nice. I just wrote that up as a little article, not even thinking twice. And then it started getting linked and linked back to everywhere. That's great. So that was kind of an inadvertent exclusive. But no, we don't. We used to. When we got in, um, there were several key changes that I know I did editorially when I came in. One okay. of them was article length when I started. Okay. Everybody thought, like, everybody swore up and down that short articles would be better. Okay. Because the internet was theoretically speed reading. And right. I kind of inter- just said to Vic, like, why don't we just do more analysis? Like, that's what I noticed right, with you guys, right, yeah. especially, and that's 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 what I've always yeah. said with your your breadcrumbs. Uh, you know, you you're giving us the the whole story, and and it's it's actually great reading. I mean, you, you guys got some great talented writers on there. I just love it. So, oh yeah, we have to lock those guys in a cage and gals in a cage Good. sometimes and feed them water just to get them to that level. But, yeah, put the uh, put the hose once on they them. Get there. Yeah, <laughs> that can be the hardest process. Just getting people into that. Being uh-huh. like, no, we do a minimum about 500 words for like a news article. Sure. And they're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> um, Kofi, I had a potentially sensitive question for you. Sure, absolutely. <clears throat> what do you make of the, from what I can tell, the lack of diversity in our line of work? Yeah. Oh, man. Um, oh, man. All right. Well, I'll tackle. I'm not afraid of sensitive questions, so Good. I'll tackle right. this one. Let's do that. It. I think it's odd in our industry. I will never fault anybody individually. Um, I've met a lot of people in our industry, and we're all, I mean, in this industry, I mean, how can you not be a little bit quirky if we all are into this stuff and sit around all day typing about it? Yeah. So so we all can be a little quirky, but yeah, there's, I mean, there's a lack of diversity. I mean, it was kind of a joke. I was on a set visit like a couple, like about a month or two ago, and it were three black guys. I was one of the three, and we were all just like in a huddle, like, oh my God, this is like... <laughs> This is record. Is somebody taking pictures of this? Yeah. Like, you know, um, but it's it's odd and it's just kind of weird at the same time because I feel like even though you get into this and especially a lot of stuff at Hollywood, it kind of seems on the surface very liberal and very kind of progressive. There are all these Twitter arguments you see right. all the time about race, about feminism, about this, that, and the other. It's like right. but when you start to get under the surface of it, it's not nearly that as kind of progressive and liberal as you seem. There are a lot of people who are from small towns in the Midwest. Like, that was, I think, the most shocking thing to me. It was just, like, how many people actually hail from, like, small Main Street towns in the Midwest who are actually in this, like, profession? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I thought it would be, like, a coastal thing, and then it was just, like, no, that's not true at all. I mean, a lot of people moved to the coasts. Sure. They came from, like, Texas, you know, Ohio, or places like that, and so... Once I kind of figured that out, I was like, okay, well, this begins to make more sense. But yeah, yeah, I also taught. I mean, I taught writing for a while while I was doing this job down at a kind of a, a little vocational school here in New York City. Nice. And yeah, we were just talking about you know all of that. How many? There's a lack of diversity and just things that involve things like writing, which is yeah a huge problem in our country. Which, uh, not to get too serious, but as a former teacher, I mean, I don't think we've caught up to just how bad. And behind that is because I mean, just trying to teach 
a lot of students in the inner city. It was it was terrible. Like I mean, Ben also did that same job, and he can tell you just how close so many adults were to illiteracy and things like that. Yeah, and what the demographics of that were in terms of like race and culture and stuff. It was it was pretty disturbing. So yeah, I mean, it is a kind of disturbing thing overall. When I mean, you look at something like Latino Review or Black Film, and those are like the only sites and you have people like the guys at Latino Review and Wilson from Black Film and like Wilson's a one-man operation. Yeah. Right? So that, just, that's yeah, interesting. So. so do you feel that with uh, with women in this business as well? I mean, um, there's, I mean there's basically I none. for a lot of the girls who, who are brave enough to do this every day and face because, I mean, it's become one of the things recently I've talked to our staff about, not to get too serious again, but that we never really figured on is, you know, our jobs are kind of the wild west. We are on like a weird frontier where we're doing all this. So things like mental health is not something we ever have factored into our jobs. Yeah. But, you know, I've had to talk to my staff a lot because they're very good. They're very dedicated. And like those guys and gals would like work themselves to death for this site. Right. Yeah. Sometimes I've been there myself and, you know, and sometimes I worry that they are working themselves either crazy or to death because mm-hmm. they've been inside all week and they haven't gone outside and so yeah and just facing the internet and the negativity all every single day can be right. trying on a lot of any of us well yeah and uh, you know i mean i i was very lucky to find two female writers for schmoes no and they're fantastic aaron parisian and stacy howard and i immediately brought them on and they just they were crushing it but in two cases you know they made uh, an article and they were just destroyed on the yeah, internet you know because disgusting. that it was yeah. because she was a woman right, and yeah. she said i love geeks and somebody came out and just started a, it just stirred up the hornet's nest on that You're like how dare you how dare you say that you're a pretty girl walking around and this is not like she's a pretty girl sure but she's also a really good writer and she has great opinions so why is that a problem you know yeah I mean, hey man, pretty girls in writing school all the time. Doesn't yeah, mean just because they're pretty girl, they have to be vapid and shallow. Man. Yeah, what, what, what's like, the big deal? I mean, the, yeah, you that's, know. that's that's crazy on a lot of levels. And like, yeah, I've seen the same thing. Um, we have female writers who do both Screen Rant and our sister site Game Rant and yeah. the game stuff. As I mean, we've all seen the controversy of that in the last few weeks. Oh boy, I know. Um, sure, I mean, she that, she posts stuff on crazy. Facebook where she's like the nicest girl. She's from England, great yeah. girl. And she got like a, people are just freaking out and saying the most horrible stuff. And yeah. yeah, we've had to step in. I've started personally what I call Internet 2.0 because I kind of I used to have the problem of responding to people, and that would make a lot of people angrier whenever I would respond. Okay. So that's also why we have an HR guy now, by the way, and a PR guy because they're much better at handling this stuff. Interesting. Yeah. Um, but no, I started Internet 2.0. I don't get mad at people anymore when they say crazy things. Like we have people who are great at internet research. We just look up who they are. Mm-hmm. Now I might send them a Facebook post like I did to a guy the other day who was on there and it was about Bill Murray and the Ghostbusters, the female Ghostbusters thing, he said. Well, that guy liked that thing except for the Melissa McCarthy thing. Oh. He, and he started dropping all over our Facebook page, Melissa McCarthy is a C word and this and that and the other. Oh, come on. And I was like, yeah. And I was like, okay, time out. And I went to him and like another guy who were saying them. I linked their names in a post in our response. And I said, if you want to do that, and because I found out he worked for an actual website, I was like, wow, this guy's a public writer. Oh, boy. And so I linked to him. I was I've like, if that. you, your name, want to do this on your job, you know, link to your job, yeah. that's fine. Don't do it on our page. Yeah. yeah I like that you're calling that those people again. out. And yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. Jeff said he likes that you're calling them out, and, and I, I've done it too. And well, I, people that, need to be held accountable. I they think. Absolutely, oh, absolutely do. They're saying online. And that's, that's a big part of this job, guys, in Schmoville, is that you might not see, you know, all the time, but... For us guys behind the scenes and we're putting out these articles, you get 
obviously everybody knows the internet trolls, but you you tend to get a lot of them. You t- they tend to stir up things in you, and it's like, do you engage or do you not engage? You know, and yeah. do you protect or do you just right. let it go? And we're seeing that change now with definitely with uh, that that the the gaming uh, thing that just happened. What's that girl's name? I don't remember. Yeah, I can't remember. But um, well, we got to wrap it up here, Kofi, and it's it's just great to hear from you but i want to just get one opinion from you before we go and that's all this what i am calling ridiculous star wars news and lack thereof and how it seems to have a new story every day i know you guys cover it i know you guys do your thing what do you what's your opinion of the lack of star wars news however that there seems to be articles every day I mean, it has driven. I mean, it's almost driven me crazy. Thank you. Had, me too. I'm a guy who's had to read back through all the expanded universe stuff, mm-hmm. study. I watched the whole Clone Wars and just trying to figure this out and knowing that in the end it's probably going to be something like we never ever guess. Well, that's can, what. Yeah. Can get to you. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. I mean, it's like you know, J.J. Abrams tweets out a, a picture of a note, and then the next day there's going to be a Death Star in Episode Seven. I just yeah, I just don't yeah. get that jump. I know that speculation is part of our job, and I know that it's fun to speculate and start a discussion, but it's is that what you would call maybe hit whoring? You know, get you know hit what what do you call it? Uh, you know. Oh, link baiting. Link baiting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, here's the thing. Uh, that is, I mean, that's always been a weird part of our job. Mm-hmm. And, I'll, and I'll give you guys a gem and everybody in Schmoesville, don't put me out of business with this. But yeah. <laughs> one thing you can, I will always say, is that I think it's a mistake sometimes to report that stuff as if it's news. I yeah. mean, I, I, I clicked on our article about this yesterday and I saw that Death Star thing. And I, yeah. I don't think we put it in the Death Star in the title or anything. But um, yeah. A lot of people I just saw did. it and I was just like, what the hell is this? I was like, well, that was kind of underwhelming, even for me, just looking at the article. That's... But, like, we try to do something more fun. So, like, yeah. Badass Digest, a couple of months ago, Devin Faraci put out an article um, that was kind of a scoop that said, like, you know, you won't see Dark Seed, Dark Side until Justice League 2, right? Right. Um, and I was like, well, that's good, but I don't think I want to sit down and write a whole article about that. Right. So I took that little kernel of information, and over the course of the week, I made like eight great villains who we want to see in Justice League, built or off of that happening. That's great. See, yeah, that, that's so a that positive way to do it. Yeah, because I had a conversation with my managing editor when that tweet came out with the Death Star, and, it, and we both agreed it was not worthy of a post. And then, sure enough, the next day, even the Hollywood Reporter is is yeah, is reporting, reporting it and it, it was like always secretly come and look at uh, all of our sector and then they're like well this should be news well, they, i think we know who it is too they, they have someone who's who's there now full time to kind of analyze all that comic book news so yeah because i always see i'll see articles on screen rant or on uh you know our site or latina review blah 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 down the line and then end of the day variety said yeah. you know uh tweet something out and it was the death star thing and will the death star be in episode seven and i just roll my eyes so i just wanted to know your your thoughts on the on all like, the star wars stuff because yeah. it's me in that situation for example i would rather read an article that said do we really want all these old star wars elements in a new star wars yes or no like, yeah that's that's something you could take this little kernel of information and be like yeah well here's a larger discussion and so we try to strive for that and you That's do it well. Awesome. You absolutely do it well. And uh, like I said, Screen Rant is one of my faves. And uh, Kofi Outlaw, editor-in-chief of Screen Rant. Man, thank you for coming on Meet the Movie Press and, and coming into Schmoville. Schmoville, I want you to okay, – Kofi, what's your uh, what's your handle on Twitter there? 
uh, it's PPN Kofin. Just an explanation. No, that doesn't mean anything crazy. It doesn't mean I'm peeping Tom or Pippin Kofin <laughs> or anything like that. Oh, I see. It was see. a nickname I got. It was fitting from as a kid because of my ability to analyze things. That's how I got that. Okay, good. Yeah. yeah uh, so, so I'm sure. You, yeah. Obviously, you've got some uh, people wondering. But, yeah. Uh, all right. I, I come up against it. That's that, and people thinking I made up my name are the two things I've realized since I got this job that I need to clarify up front. That's nice. funny. Thanks yeah. for coming on. Yeah, man. Thank you so much. Thank good luck you with so everything. Much, yeah. You guys did. You're going to give us a big head. We try to keep our guys thinking they're barely <laughs> hanging on. So thank you very much. Thank uh, you to all of Schmoesville. And, uh, yeah, thank you for having me. Oh, absolutely, man. And uh, have fun out there. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. And uh, next time you're in L.A., we'll get you on the show. Absolutely. You all guys right, enjoy man. your day, your weekend, and hopefully you see better movies than No Good Deed. <laughs> will do. That was Kofi Outlaw, editor-in-chief of ScreenRant.com. He was a great guy. Yeah. Good nice interview. guy. Good interview. Yeah, so, and and that's it. That's all the time we have on Meet the Movie Press. So I'm going to do some uh, plugging here. Uh, guys, again, please rate, subscribe, comment on the iTunes. We would love to rise uh, rise the charts there on iTunes. And uh, go ahead, go over to uh, Meet the Movie Press on the Schmozno Network Facebook page. Give us a like and start to get active. Let's throw some questions out there. Tell us what you think about the show, what you'd like to see, some maybe potential guests that you want. And, uh, you know, hit me up on Twitter, Riley Around, at Riley Around. And, Jeff? I'm at the Insnider. The- and Facebook.com slash Spielberg. Spielberg? Be my friend. You're Spielberg? Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm waiting for him to buy it off me. <laughs> this has been Meet the Movie Press, folks. This has been Meet the Movie Press. You guys, thanks, as always, for tuning in. And uh, we will see you next week. From the Schmoes No Network Studios in Los Angeles, California, it's time for Meet the Movie Press. And now, here's your host, the editor-in-chief of SchmoesNo.com, Mark Riley. From producers and from the Rap, Mark Ellis, and the entire Schmoes No Network crew, we would like to thank you for listening to Meet the Movie Press. Special thanks to Kevin Undergaro and Maria Menounos, the author of Every Girl's Guide to Diet and Fitness, in stores now. To watch or listen to other Schmoes No Network episodes, get movie news, or join the conversation, be sure to visit SchmoesNo.com. I'm the Pit Boss, and this has been a presentation of Schmoes No.